You're listening to a very special Longbox Crusade episode, the 12 Days of Crusademus 2019. No, wait, hey, wait, wait. Y'all forgot to sing my favorite Christmas carol, the 12 Days of Christmas. No, not that one. A one, a two, a one, two, three, no. four. On the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me a fire-breathing dragon just for me. Yeah. Nine Felix's Lighterine. Hello and welcome to the ninth installment of the 12 Days of Crusademus brought to you by the Longbox Crusade. The 12 Days of Crusademus is our gift to the comic-loving podcast community to celebrate this holiday season. And we're celebrating this joyous season by sharing with you some often overlooked comic book titles that may have gotten by you in the past. Each of the 12 Days of Crusademus will bring you a new hidden gem of a comic book series brought to you either by one of our Jingling All the Way co-hosts or a podcast celebrity guest. But you know what? It's that time of the year, folks. It must be getting close to Christmas because the guests are gone and it's just your crusade family mm-hmm. all around the fire. Ah. Yes, it's all quiet, intimate. Yeah. Pass mm. the cocoa, Pat. Yeah, here you go. Here you go. You want uh, a couple marshmallows in there for you? Yes, please. Oh, why do those look like? I got a special right? marshmallow. Hey, don't worry about that. <laughs> I'm trying to something new. That kind of from Mongo. I'm at work. I'm on holiday. It's okay. Yeah, it's vacation time. Relax, fella. Yeah, Take a load no. off. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's my episode, we must be just about four days away from Christmas. So everybody should have their gift wraps wrapped and all that good stuff. Well, anyway, I'm your host for this ninth day of Crusademus. I'm Jared Albrecht, the yard sale artist, a.k.a. Death Probe. And here are the right jolly old elves joining me for today's unwrapping. You know what? We will start with my brother. I've spent many Christmases with him. It is Jason the Weasel Skull Albrecht. And Merry Christmas, Jason. Merry Christmas, Jared. Yeah, it was a joyful time, a simpler time. Me watching you unwrap presents like the mm-hmm. battle platform, the whale, yes. the yes. sky striker. <laughs> oh, boy. And me getting <laughs> the ram. Must have been fun Jet for pack. you. It was great times. It was great times. And uh, I've got to admit, I'm, I am the presence under the tree here, and... I don't see anything that looks Sky Striker size. I'm starting <laughs> to get a little worried, guys. Mm. Oh, were we supposed to get presents? <laughs> Damn it. Oh, I were we supposed to get presents to Jason? So like, oh, like, yeah. I got you guys something. Oh, I didn't, uh, didn't know Jason needed. Sky Strikers for everybody. <laughs> <laughs> your, your presents in the hot cocoa, Jason, with those lumps I gave you. Oh, man. <laughs> Enjoy. Well, I feel like I'm flying a Sky Striker in a minute. <laughs> well, while Jason gets high as a kite off of those marshmallows that Pat provided, why don't you just introduce yourself? It, you know what? I'll do it for you. It's Pat Sampson, a.k.a. DJ Cristados. Merry Christmas, Pat. Merry Christmas to you as well, Jared, and everybody. The boys, good to see you. I just wanted you guys to see if you could help me. We'll put some of our stockings 
up. We're going to put them up on the fireplace here. Since everybody's gone now, I got you each a, your own little stocking you can have, and we'll put it up by the fireplace. And Nice. Yeah. Why don't I get the feeling we're mewling drugs? No, 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 no. That's on up and up during the holiday season. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. All All right. Right. shorts that you were importing. <laughs> You never know. You never know what you might get if you're lucky. Oh, my. swim caps. Now, before we incriminate ourselves in this wonderful season, let's just take it to our final host with us this evening is Delvin the Dark Web. Silver hands, pop, pop, hiss, hot thing. I'm sure I forgot something, Williams. Welcome back and Merry Christmas, old friend. Merry Christmas, Jared. Definitely thinking about uh, releasing uh, possibly a Felix Lighter Christmas. You know, here's... Here's a bar from there. Um, Silver hands. Silver hands. It's Christmas time in the city. Yeah, how's it going? Pretty good. (laughs) That's That's smooth. Very appropriate for tonight's uh, unwrapping. Mm -hmm. Oh, go for it. Yeah, check this out. This is what I have here in the little stocking I brought with me. I got two stockings now, thanks to Pat. Wow. It's useful. You got two feet. (laughs) Good point. Good point. So let me just unwrap this. James Bond Felix Leiter. My Dynamite Comics. I believe this is 2017. So, yep, when I said nine Felix Leiter or Felix's Leitering, that means James Bond, Felix Leiter, number two from Dynamite Comics in 2017. So here's a brief history of the series and its creators. It was written by James Robinson. The art is by Aaron Campbell. It is a six-issue miniseries spinoff from the regular James Bond title that had launched just, I think, two years earlier. They released a new James Bond title about the same time that Spectre came into the theaters over there at Dynamite, and it has been going pretty well since then. It's been nonstop since that release. So that's a good thing that it's got a little staying power, but this is a little spinoff. And guys, this is the first time in 57 years that Felix Leiter has gotten the limelight. He's gotten his own tale, be it book, movie, whatever. This is the only way to get a solo Felix Leiter story. There's no Ian Fleming never wrote a story for him. Uh, he's never gotten his own movie or TV series, nothing. This is your sole source of Felix Leiter. Okay. No other uh, author has done like a short story or anything like that either? No, he's been in some books by other authors, mm-hmm. by the James Bond authors, but never gotten a solo focused story. So here we are, 57 years of this character, and there's one place you can see it on his own, <laughs> and that's in this comic book series. Some of the reasons that I do love this book are, obviously, Felix finally gets some limelight. We finally get to see some Felix Leiter, and I really like what they do with him as a character. First of all, they respect the source material, the Ian Fleming source material, quite a bit. He is missing his arm and his leg, and he's got high-tech prosthetics to replace those just like he lost them in the book live and let die or if you're more a fan of the movies that happened in license to kill both places the shark ate him a shark ate him so i like the fact that they stayed with that source material i like the book overall the six issue miniseries is very much a race against time type of element a very much a how do all these things fit together obviously a bit of espionage you would expect in the james bond world there's even a bit of a bad romance going on and i think what i like most about it is they didn't try to make felix bond they gave him a whole other angle. So anyway, those are the reasons that I really like this book. Around the horn here, have you ever read the Felix Leiter book?
book, or maybe even the James Bond series in and of itself since Dynamite launched it. We will start with Delvin. No, dude, I have not read a Felix Leiter comic book. Uh, this was this was definitely a, interesting. Ah, Felix Leiter himself has not read the Felix Leiter comic book. Interesting. DJ Christados. No, sir. Can't say I have. I have a suspicion that my final call here is going to say he read it already. Uh, my brother is a big Bond fan, too. Weasel Skull, what do you got? Yes, I've read every issue of every series within this Dynamite run. I love it. Good, good. Or I'm supposed to hold that till the end, I guess. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's a twit, 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 twit. I'll hold it. <laughs> <laughs> Had to have at least one guy in the crew that I could count on for some solid candy cane numbers when we get to the end. I am your ringer, sir. Yes. <laughs> so for today's episode, I asked the team to read this particular issue because, A, as it should be here on Crusade Miss, it is a good flavor for the entire series. I didn't start number one because it was more of a setup issue. This is where the action really starts to move. I really like the excellent tactical action in this story. Uh, you get to see like the prep for going into battle and the battle and some interesting thought process. And again, it's really good character insight for Felix. They're not trying to make him James Bond. He's not the high energy front running action hero. In fact, as I get into the description, you'll find that's more of Tiger Tanaka's part of the book to be the front runner action hero. So Felix is still kind of being Felix. They were true to the character. And um, that's why I had him read issue two of the series. And as promised, I would give a brief summary of the issue. So here we go. Felix Leiter's days with the CIA are now over, due in no small part to his arm and leg being eaten by a shark, but Felix is far from helpless. With cutting-age prosthetics, Felix is now an independent contractor using his old skills to troubleshoot around the world. And here he is in Japan, helping another of 007's old allies, Tiger Tanaka. Originally brought to identify a beautiful Russian agent, who's also a former lover of Felix's, the ante is quickly raised as a Japanese man commits murder-suicide in a public square, killing several civilians as the man simply disintegrates into a poisonous gas. All signs point to a local cult leader, and hot ninja action, and some quick thinking by Felix, ensues as they raid the cult's fortress and capture their leader. But the cult layer doesn't even have a lab, so where do they get such advanced bio-warfare technology? And what does all this have to do with Felix's former lover, the Russian agent? Well, you'll find out if you read all six. So, what did you guys think of this issue and the concept overall of a Felix Leiter book? And we will start with Delvin. Felix Leiter himself. Interesting. Definitely started with a very good opener. You know, if you were to compare issue, use issue two like its own movie. Mm -hmm. And it had a very hot opening where you're like, Oh, okay. Geez, this, this dude just disintegrated and he just <laughs> killed everybody around him. Like, holy crap. All right. And, you know, then it went ahead to reveal Felix and, uh, Tiger as, uh, Japan's James Bond, basically. It was, it was good to see Tiger Tanaka since I haven't seen him in quite some time, uh, for the Bond movies since mm -hmm. uh, we are well on our way as far as, uh, MI6 rookie agents goes. So it was, it was good seeing Tiger Tanaka again and seeing how he was portrayed. It was also interesting to see how Felix was because they kind of sort of made mention to his accident or how he got hurt. Mm -hmm. They didn't overly do it, but they talked about it a little bit. And so I remember being like a little bit disappointed that Felix not necessarily wasn't the guy in the action, but he almost I wouldn't say he was incapable of defending himself, but it wasn't his first or second instinct to fight. I mean, he was more of that thinker. So like a lot of interesting concepts in the book. I felt like the book read in like five minutes. I was like scrolling. And then as I did, I'm like, wait, what? That's it? <laughs> <laughs> Things that's are really pages. Do you think, uh, and I hate to cut in here, but... 
but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, <laughs> do you think it's because of how the layout of this comic was with the double page like that? Maybe. I think it was really well done that way until you get to the end and then it's all single page action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot of the, for the readers who, who maybe haven't looked at it yet, most of the book is double page spreads mm-hmm. and that storytelling, which is somewhat unique. I thought it was interesting. I thought. Well, you know what? That's good because you're up next. So what are your thoughts, well, Pat? Well, that's Delvin's got, you got more, Delvin? Oh, yeah. No, dude, Pat, go ahead. I'll just agree with Delvin on that, that this was very cool opening. Pulled me right in right away. The art on it as well, too, was very interesting, especially that opening area. Um, you see a lot of uh, buildings and city of, uh, where are they at? Uh, Tokyo or? Yeah, I think it's Tokyo. Tokyo or or Japan. Somewhere, somewhere in Japan. There. Yeah. And so they had some really interesting buildings. It's almost like... I don't know. Could he have really drawn all that out? Or do you think, you know, he may have used some references and stuff like that? It was just really cool, really detailed to make you really draw into it as well. And then just the layout again was just really awesome with the double page. And was it wordy? No, not too bad. I thought it flew by pretty quick, just like Delvin did it. Here I was thinking it was going to be like, oh, man, this is going to be a long read, but it wasn't. Let me ask you this. This Felix, is it based on one of the movie players? Or his look, his... I don't really think so. In the Dynamite universe, everybody has a sort of a fresh and distinct look. Okay. You know, the only person who kind of still looks the same is James, really. He's very a blank slate character. Does uh, he show whole, up? Yes. Indeed? In fact, he was in issue one, oh, which okay. you didn't read because we started in issue two. There was a scene where he and Felix just had a discussion, I think, on the beach. Okay. But he, I think that might be it for him in this comic. It's just that. But in this universe, M is an African-American male. Uh, Moneypenny is an African-American female. And Felix has this sort of long blonde hair. So yeah. it's, they, yeah, they really kind of stretch the character bounds and, and put some tweaks on them. Okay. But the spirits are still there. Felix okay. came across as a little bit older. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, not like super older. I, I would put them probably like late 30s. Not like in License to Kill. Uh, <laughs> the running. No. <laughs> Hold on, I guess. Hold on. Um, That's why they had to do that so slow because he ran out hey, hey, so fast. Do not speak ill of the, of the recently deceased, my friend. No, I'm sorry. Rest in peace, oh, David Edison. I, I do want to add, while I have not read Felix Slider, not this year, but last year at Comic Book Day, I went to Charlotte's local comic store, Heroes Aren't Hard to Find, and one of the books I picked up was M. I picked up an, mm-hmm. an issue of M, and it was really good. It was like, I think that was a one-shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. good. I enjoyed it. Yes. So it's the same sort of art style and layouts and stuff that were uh, was in this book. And it was a very gritty story. I enjoyed it. Yes, I, indeed. I think going back to Pat's question about if the Felix Leiter was based off the movies, I really got the sense he was based more off of the novel, although brought into a more contemporary okay. situation. In the Bond novels, he's mangled by the shark in the second book, Live and Let Die. Do they give a description in the novels of what Felix looks like? Uh, I'm trying to You know, to like remember. blonde hair and, you know, kind of how I, the, this guy looks. I think they do mention like a sandy blonde hair, but I don't know that I could we, be making that we up need entirely. Agent yeah, yeah, Agent I will help us out there. By the third book, he returns 
Uh, I'm sorry, the fourth book, Diamonds Are Forever, he comes back and he's a contractor. Again, he lost his job with the CIA, very similar to what we see in this comic book. So, uh, And he has prosthetics at that point in time as well. So I, I think they're basing him more off the novels than they are the films. And again, that's what I love about the whole James Bond universe under Dynamite is they do change things and push boundaries, but the spirit is always there. I think they do it really well. Pat, if you got anything else, or are we going to pass to Jason? You can pass it to Jason. All right. Weasel's Gall, the Christmas Weasel. What you got? Oh, well, you know I like this one. I thought you touched on it. I thought that the character of Felix Leiter had a lighter tone. (laughs) (laughs) And and I like how he's more human. Hey, hey, hey. I make the lighter ponds. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was expecting to see Delvin in this book. Sorry, Delvin. Like, Where's Delvin? <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. You're forgiven. All time. right. I'll do it just this one time. So I like how he's human in the world where James Bond is superhuman and Tiger in this book is much more the action hero. I like how you, it shows him struggle to keep up with Tiger and his men, but still using his wits about him to get the drop on the escaping uh, big bad there near the end of the book. I really love the reveal of the turtle as a base. I thought the base that uh, is cool. That was really cool. It made you feel like you were walking through, like in all the Bond movies where, where Sean Connery walks through and the training's happening all around. Right, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> People like doing jujitsu and firing pistols and stuff like that. I thought the fight scenes were really good, really well laid out, really intense, lots of fun. I thought the art, pretty gritty and dark in most places, but had really terrific action layouts. I think Delvin mentioned it. It really made you turn the page and made the book go by quick. So overall, I really like this one. I'm not disappointed at all with this pick. Well, that's good because now it's time to rate your interest in the overall series. Just based on this issue you read, we're going to use our official Crusade Miss Candy Cane scale. On a scale of 1 to 12 candy canes, 12 being extremely interested and 1 being no interest at all, how many candy canes would you rate your interest in pursuing more issues of Felix Leiter? Jason, you get to go first. I have a suspicion you're going to like this one. (laughs) Yeah, I got to say that this one... I've got, I'm kind of, I got to lay out two scores because one is the score that I would give it if I was not a James Bond fan. Using the humor, heart, spectacle, and art, I gave it a one for humor, three for heart, three for spectacle, and two for art, which gave it a total of nine. Based on your enthusiasm, you know, I'd probably break that up to a 10, but who are we kidding here? It's James Bond. It's Felix Slider. I'm reading this. It's 12 candy canes. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Maximum 12. <laughs> you, you know he was going to give you that. That's, come on. Listen, listen guys, I, and I'm going to get you guys as candy canes in a second, but I will tell you this. You know, they collect them all. They collect every arc of the Bond series because they're all done in like six issue arcs. And they collect them all in these little hardbacks. And when I look at my hardbacks along the shelves, Mm-hmm. The ones that I remember are obviously the best ones. And this is the one I remember the most. This might be the best thing they've done since the Bond comics came out. It's really good, in my opinion, too. Mm-hmm. I also give it 12 candy canes, even though I'm not supposed to give candy canes <laughs> in my other. <laughs> this one and Varger are my two favorites. Yeah, Varger and uh, Hammer or something. Hammerhead. Hammerhead. Hammerhead, I really like that one, That's too. That's good, too. Uh, those are my... Ooh, watch out for Hammerhead. <laughs> Watch out for the hammerhead. hammerhead. But enough. Look at that. The ghost of a hammerhead. <laughs> the ghost of- <laughs> Watch out. You're driving to drinking. All right. So, Pat, let's get yours. Jason gave it a 12. Let's get your 12. Then we'll get Delvin's 12 and get on out of here. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, 
just because because of the you know rookie agents that we were doing, you know, I'm more interested now into this. So you had me going a little bit there. So I was interested in reading more about Felix. Now I know who he is. I'm going to give it an 11. Yeah. Woo! I'm not going to go all the way because because of Jason's excitement. I'm like I'm going to knock it, <laughs> not take it down a notch there. What are you doing? <laughs> well, I'll take that 11 candy canes, and I'm really, really glad that you've got a, a, a I, fill in the flavor for it. I do have some questions, some more questions. All but right, let's get to those candy canes, and yep. we'll go back to Pat's extended episode questions that mm-hmm. seem to happen in every episode of Christmas. Christmas is getting extended this year. <laughs> I mean, I already answered yes, it's collected, Pat. You can get it. Oh, back. I missed that one. The hardbacks are like... No, I got, I got a question. I got a legitimate, a legitimate right. question. Let's get Delvin's candy canes. Delvin, 1 through 12, what'd you think, buddy? It's always a sign that Pat likes the book when he has questions to ask <laughs> about it. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's a Pat giveaway. <laughs> I, I'm at 10 level for the book. I would hope uh, everyone recognizes being very, very good. Yes, uh, Because a clear mystery of dire consequence was unfolded in this book. And at the last page, I, I was, was scrolling through the rest. I'm like, wait a minute. That's it. That's surely there's more. There's more. Right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it, it wasn't like, yeah, I, I definitely want to know what happens. And it's definitely one of those of people like somebody was really cool and you're at the dentist or whatever and waiting, I would be flipping through this. And it's like, you know, Mr. Williams, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> Hang on, hang on. I, 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 I got to finish this. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was it was a great read of of my namesake, and I enjoyed it a lot. Awesome! Now double digit candy canes from everybody makes me very happy. At this point, I'm supposed to give one last recommendation for the series, but let's go back for DJ Cristado's extended cut. What What are your questions, sir? So my question is: We have seen other supporting characters. Mm-hmm. Are there comics with the girls' characters that Bond has been with, like uh, Wei Lin? There are not. That's a really good idea, and Ooh. I think they should pursue. You know, that. that's what I was thinking. Although there has been some money penny issues. Okay. Uh, money. I think she. I think well, you said there was like, an M one, right? Much like M's like forty page one shot. I'm pretty sure Money Penny also re- received a forty page one shot. Okay. I just thought you know because I, I, I was good. I thought we had talked about there was maybe uh, her getting her own little show or whatever. Yeah, a Waylon comic series would be cool. Yeah. Or, or a Jinx yeah. mini series would be cool. Or even a, a Christmas Jones. Yeah, and Ooh, Nick- Christmas Jones for Christmas Jones teams up Christmas. with Nick Mac. Yeah. Oh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, Chris Joe. <laughs> I brought you oh. Tabasco, boss. <laughs> I invented Tabasco. I doubt it. I doubt you did. <laughs> Anyways, um, I'm just really glad we got double digits. Any more questions, Pat? That is a good question. No, that was that was it. That was my the question. only the only spinoff. Other spinoffs that come to mind are the M and the Money Penny. And if okay. I'm forgetting one, Jason, you'd have to jump in here. No Gary Money Penny. But man, wouldn't that be what are you talking yeah. about? Jason was stepped away for a minute. He's talking about a Way Lynn series. How cool would oh, that be? Oh, that would be. That would <laughs> I got good ideas. You do. And Gary Money Penny. Gary what Money about, Penny. Uh, Countdown Jerry. <laughs> Countdown Jerry. The issues in reverse. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh yeah, that'd be awesome. Yes. 
Can we go back to Countdown Jerry real quick? You know, he he book. we'd be like, you know, people would think my life is just simply counting down for launches. They'd be right. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's my life. (laughs) Oh, man. Gary Money Penny. (laughs) (laughs) I just know that Bond is cheating with my wife. (laughs) It's just like all of him peeking through bushes, (laughs) watching binoculars. It'd be fun. I'm gonna drive by today. I'm gonna see. I'm just gonna see if she wants to go to lunch. Yeah, you know, <laughs> surprise. Thought she might need a ride today. Bonds on, on her desk. Oh, oh. It's like reading his journal of watching them. <laughs> now you guys realize, of course, you realize this because we're all friends here. You know, I'm a comic book creator, and I just exactly. realized that Gary Moneypenny is not trademarked, and Countdown Ooh. Jerry is not trademarked. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I can literally write a Countdown Jerry comic book. Along with Silver Hands, <laughs> count down Jerry and take out Countdown Jerry, Airy Money Penny, all in one book. I'm oh, just saying, man. a Countdown Jerry is a series, like a Fortune mini series. You have to start four. Well, that's what Jason was saying. You might have missed that. Jason said you got a number of backwards. I did. I missed it. I missed it. It would be like a zero hour. Okay, so let me just give one last recommendation for this series, as if I haven't done that enough. I think the main selling points are first time in 57 years you get to see Felix on his own. I love the fact they didn't try to make him Bond. They didn't try to make him an action hero. He says in that issue he's not the first guy to jump into the fray. Mm-hmm. He's the stand back guy. I love how that plays also into the movies. You think about Felix, he's never the running out front with the exception of maybe Never Say Never Again which you guys haven't seen yet. He's more action-y in that, but most of the time he just shows up when he's needed and that's what happens in the book. So I think it's really faithful, really fun, good art. Uh, you guys said it all. So that's mm-hmm. my last recommendation for our listeners and that'll wrap up today's gift-giving session of the 12 Days of Crusademus and we'd love to hear from you if you're familiar with any of the comics we've covered during Crusademus or if maybe you give one of our recommendations a try and let know your thoughts like the guys did on this show tell me how many candy canes you think felix Leiter deserves and you can do that on twitter facebook or instagram it's all at longbox crusade or you can email contact at longboxcrusade.com we'll compile all the feedback from our 12 days of crusade and cover it in the next full episode of longbox crusader maybe we'll do one of those mystery shows where we just do an end of year recap I don't know, something we're talking about. Stay tuned. And if you're loving Crusademus and didn't get a chance to listen last year, if you scroll far enough back in our feed, you'll get all 12 episodes from Crusademus 2018. Or if you go back another year, we did this in 2017 as well. You're welcome, podcasting community. This is what we do for you. So thanks for listening. Be sure to come back tomorrow to find out what the next gift is from under the tree in the festively decorated Longbox Crusade Studios. Until then, DJ Christatos... I would not touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole, but if I did, you maybe would play one of my favorite Christmas jams. I will. You can touch me. (laughs) (laughs) You want to touch my 39 and a half foot pole? pole? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Wicked, 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 whack. You're a mean one, Mr. Grinch. You really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, you're as charming as an eel, Mr. Grinch. You're a bad banana with a greasy black peel. You're a monster, Mr. Grinch. Your heart's an empty hole Your brain is full of spiders You've got garlic in your soul, Mr. Grinch 
I wouldn't touch you with a 39 and a half foot pole. You're a vile one, Mr. Grinch. You have termites in your smile. You have all the tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile, Mr. Grinch. Given the choice between the two of you, I'd take the seasick crocodile. You're a foul one, Mr. Grinch. You're a nasty, wasty skunk. Your heart is full of unwashed socks. Your soul is full of gunk, Mr. Grinch. The three words that best describe you are as follows, and I quote, Stink, stank, stunk. You're a rotter, Mr. Grinch. You're the king of sinful sots. Your heart's a dead tomato splotched with moldy purple spots, Mr. Grinch. Your soul is an appalling dump heap. Overflowing with the most disgraceful assortment of deplorable rubbish imaginable. Mangled up in tangled up knots. You nauseate me, Mr. Grinch. With a nauseous super nos. You're a crooked jerky jockey and you drive a crooked horse, Mr. Grinch. You're a three-decker sauerkraut and toadstool sandwich. With All songs, song clips, and characters discussed are copyright of their respective copyright holders, and no infringement is intended. We are just fans that like to share our love of comics. Outtakes. I can see you, Pat. Delvin knew what I was doing. No, I, I, I saw Delvin. I was looking at the comics. I saw <laughs> Delvin seeing you. That's a bad romance. This is why we can't have camera. Yeah, this is why we don't do camera. All right, here we go. Three, two. You are listening to a very special Long Box Crusade episode. The 12 Days of Christmas. <laughs> We're off to a good start, boys. Outtakes. Festivus. If you say that backwards, then Mike Fennecloth disappears. <laughs> He starts taking your toys. No, uh, Striker for you. That's what happened with Striker, I'll bet. I see you, Pat. I see everything you do. 